One of the best pieces of advice that I've been given over the last few years has been be so completely yourself that everyone else feels safe to be themselves too. That message has stuck with me and is something that I constantly come back to when fearing to be vulnerable with the people in my life. For so many years, I held myself back. I held myself expression back for fear of judgment from my friends, my family, and society as a whole. I felt safer for me to wear my Kevlar vest and smack a smile on my face. It felt safer for me to feel no emotions and to not talk about the things on a deeper, profound level. After many traumatic incidences in my life, books I've read, courses I've taken, personal growth retreats that I've gone to, traveling the world solo for several months, and filling multiple, multiple notebooks of all the feelings, I finally slowly started to be me. The real me, the one without the permanent happy face, the one who cries, the one who feels, the one who drops her Kevlar vest and who embraces talking about the things that matter. The biggest realization was that I was the biggest person judging myself, not my dad, not my friends, and not the guy in the gym. I was judging me on all my insecurities and to talk about that was hard. Vulnerability takes a fuck ton of courage and it makes you feel like you kind of want to puke. But like anything else that you do for the first time, it's hard. But as you flex that muscle, it kind of gets easier-ish. Hey guys, and welcome to episode eight. Vulnerability is terrifying. Vulnerability is a word that has been tossed up on the internet by many. And today my special guest Hannah and I are going to chat about it in hopes that this conversation allows you to notice when, how, and where you're flexing vulnerability or if you need to be flexing it more in your life. We are by no means experts or magicians on the topic, but our life experiences has drawn us to embrace vulnerability and we both think it's pretty fucking epic. Happy listening! Oh, hello! Hello! How are you? I am doing a fucking incredible. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today to um, talk about vulnerability. Yes, I am so excited to dive into this topic. It's been, for me, uh, something that's been top of mind quite a lot recently. So I'm really, I've got a bunch to share and just ready to jam on it with you. Amazing. I'm super excited. It's a topic that comes up uh, in my life, personal life and professional life with clients all the fucking time. Um, And I think there's so many different angles to it from like books or podcasts you may listen to. So I think it's great to just have this opportunity for us to just like balance thoughts and um, get like a different perspective and your point of view on it and all that kind of good stuff. For sure. Do you want to just like go into it? Go, go, girl, go. <laughs> yes. So, um, so when I think of that word in particular, vulnerability, I think the first thing that really comes to mind is like I picture a dog rowing, rolling over and like showing their belly. 
Like, uh, it's this state of being safe and relaxed and able to show the softest parts of you, the parts that could be wounded or injured the most easily, the parts that could be uh, taken advantage of or used against you. And a lot of people really struggle. A lot of my clients struggle with this. A lot of um, the people in my life have struggled with this because there's something that happens when we're little, when we just like, little kids are just like, blah, like, here's all of me, I don't care. And then something happens at some point when we're told that's not appropriate, don't act that way, or we r take a risk uh, socially, and then we're punished for that. So that could look like I just like show up as myself and someone tells me it's not good. Or uh, for me personally, what happened was, um, I was like in school, like third grade, and just like really excelling academically. And my teacher and parents got really upset that other kids knew about my grades. And so like the the vulnerability to show my greatness, like that ability to shine was like, it's gonna hurt someone, it's bad. Um, like don't, don't do that kind of thing. And so it's like all these little uh, social cues and uh, disapprovals box us into what we're allowed to be in life. Um, so have you experienced anything like that? What is your struggle with that? My struggle with vulnerability has always been so much fear wrapped around what people are gonna think. Mm, and yeah. for so many years, and I would say for, I'm 34, I would say for at least up until 25, I lived with like a wall up, a Kevlar vest on of like, I am the good girl who works a corporate job, who does not swear, who does everything politically correct, is pleasing other people, fitting in other people's boxes, not expressing myself the way I want to, not choosing the career that I want to, not choosing all the things based on whether upbringing at home or society norms and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, it was always this fear of like, if I take the best off, they'll see the real me. And when they see the real me, will they like the real me or will they like the old one? You know? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. That's perfect. That's just like a perfect jumping off point because like, that's really the biggest block to vulnerability is what will people think of me? What will they think when they see the real me? Will I still be liked and loved? And the problem with that is that what we do when we, when we create this narrative, what we're actually doing is though whenever we generalize people we just like put this big blanket over other people um what we're really doing is projecting our own insecurities out onto other people so whatever whenever you say um what will people think of me um what you're really saying is what will i think of me and then the same thing of like what will they will they still like me when they see the real me again like turn it back around on yourself will i still like me when i see the real me and we've all got parts of ourselves that we don't like um, or we don't think are good and so anytime we are blocking ourselves from our expression it's really because we're not accepting of those parts of ourselves we don't allow those parts to be seen because we don't think that they're good enough or we judge them or we think they're too much or we think they're not cool. Um, and so we just don't express. And what happens as a result of that is you continue to confirm the story when you don't show up fully, 
and then you have friends who only see you in a certain way, you create this like secret pact with them that I'm never gonna show up any other way than what you expect of me and you're gonna keep liking me. And then you have all these fake fucking friends. Yeah. And, and you're like, nobody likes me, I don't have real friends, but you like, you never actually are the real you. So how do you expect to have real fucking friends if you don't let them see you? I'm like, mic drop, I fucking agree 400%. Yeah. And that said, having done quite a bit of work to like peel the layers, drop the vest and just be like, I'm fucking tea. I will swear. I will no longer do what other people expect me to do. I will make my own choices. I will live based on my rules and my guidelines and not someone's like imaginary guidebook of how you should live and other people's judgments or like you were saying, like what I judge other people on are all the things I'm super insecure about, right? Whether it be like, body image or this or that, whatever the fuck it is, it's all an external projection that you're putting of yourself on another human being. Exactly. And then what's amazing is once you know that, then you know if someone doesn't like you or they don't like a quality that you're showing, you can understand that the reason why they don't like that is because they're not expressed the way you are. They don't, or they don't like that about themselves or they wish that they could be that way and they can't let themselves be that way. Because in reality, we are everything. Like our being is fun and happy and joyful and also sad and angry and insecure and, um, sexual and and modest and like all the opposites everything like we really are as a human expressed in every single way and when we don't allow those parts of ourselves to show in healthy ways or to come out in healthy ways they come out and we get them fulfilled in all these like backwards shitty ways that are like detrimental to our life so for me <clears throat> personally i've found myself in the past in relationships where I've been um, abused in different ways, like emotionally, physically, sexually, verbally, blah, 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 all the ways. And the, like, the reason why I rejected that and hated that so much for so long is because I never admitted to myself that I'm an abuser too. I have in the past abused myself. I have in the past abused drugs. I have abused different substances. And so it's like, if you really think about that in that frame, the reason why I've rejected those people and, and disliked them for so long and then attracted them to me is so that I could hate them externally because I hated those parts of myself and rejected them. And so it's like, now I'm in a space where I'm like, oh yeah, I can own that I'm everything. I can own that I'm a liar. I can own that I the truth. I, I can own that I am loving. I can own that I'm hateful. And whenever I see those qualities in someone else reflected to me, I'm like, oh yeah, that's okay. They're just a human being with all of their expression, just like me. And it's okay. Whatever expression wants to come out, great. Love it in yourself. Don't reject it. You know? So. I love that example that you shared of like in the relationship point of view. Um, I I have similar but very different situation, which for so many years, I constantly kept attracting unavailable people, like all the fucking time. It's as if I had a sign over my head that said like, T is chasing the unavailable men. Yes. This was not the fucking case. And I was like, why do I always end up with like, he has a girlfriend, he has a wife, he has a this, he has a that, like what the fuck is this happening? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I must be 
giving off that vibe without thinking that and then like after thinking about it for a really long time and spending like hours journaling and working through it I was like I don't want to be available so I put out the vibe of I'm not fucking available because I don't want to get hurt because I relate that to like the losses I've had in my life and I was like you attract unavailable men because you are giving off the vibe that you are fucking like Kevlar best don't touch my heart we can like you know what I mean? Yes. Totally. Totally. It's amazing. So like I, how this relates, I want to circle it back to vulnerability. How this relates to vulnerability is like, I think the deepest level of vulnerability is allowing someone to witness you in the parts that you don't like, right? Like the parts that you've not yet fully accepted, being able to put those out there into the world and share those with people. And that gives them an opportunity to create a space where you can be loved in that. Even if you don't quite like it yet, even if you don't, you're not quite sure that this is a part you wanna own yet, when you express it to people who are safe around you, people who love you around you, they get an opportunity to love you more and you get an opportunity to see the mirror of what it looks like to be fully loved and accepted. And which is what everyone fucking wants. That's and if you don't, everyone wants that, right? And I'm like, oh. I want to create a safe, vulnerable, non judgmental space for my friends and clients and humans because I yeah. crave that so fucking much in my life from other people. Yes. But everyone does, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. And the best, the best way that you can create a safe environment for someone else to be vulnerable is to go first. Yeah, I know. Totally. And it's like, it's so hard to fucking do despite having flexed that muscle several times. And I know it gets easier the more you flex it over time, but there's some instances where it's like, you need to go first. You need to be vulnerable, like hard on the table, just fucking show, just, just be, but there's always this little voice that's like, Hmm, you sure you want to do that? Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. So the risk and overcoming that risk, part of the ways that I teach people how to do that is, first of all, becoming so secure in yourself that you don't care about the outcome. Yeah. Because whenever you start to attach yourself to an outcome of like, oh, if I show my vulnerability and they reject me, then I'll be sad. Then you, then you create an environment in which they're not able to actually respond in any way. Right. And you're more likely to be rejected. So if you can detach from an outcome in the sharing of your vulnerability, know, okay, I am safe in my body. Whatever social rejection happens, I'm not going to die. It's going to be fine. I can breathe. I can ground myself. I, like that's how I show up to difficult conversations is like making sure that my physical experience, my body is secure and safe, my nervous system's regulated before I go into any conversation where I'm sharing a vulnerable thing and really taking care of my own shit and not needing anything from that conversation, not needing them to love me, not needing them to validate me, not needing them to show up a certain way for me because any of that neediness is going to seep into the interaction and it's not going to, it's like if you're trying to get something and consume something from the interaction, you're, it's never going to be enough. Like how many times have you, and this is for everyone listening, like how many times have you like wanted so badly to hear someone say a certain set of words, but when they finally said it, it didn't feel that good, oh, God. right? Yeah, it, it, because, you, because it was like you were trying to consume something that can never be filled outside of yourself. 
Like everything that you're looking for externally, love, validation, approval, worthiness, goodness, fulfillment, that's all internal. You, people don't love you. People don't make you feel love. Like you're the only one that is at the source of your love. And when people show up in front of you and they act a certain way, you decide, oh, okay, when they act that way, I have permission to open my heart, right? Like when they act this certain set of ways, when they say these certain set of things, I'm going to allow my heart to open and because I'm safe to express love here. But you can decide that all the time. You can just decide, actually, it doesn't matter what you do. I love you no matter what. I love me no matter what. I can show up in love. I can show up open-hearted. You can't do anything that would upset me. You can't do anything that would hurt me because I love myself so much that nothing that you could do could change the way that I feel about myself. And I choose to live in a way that's open-hearted and that is what people think is vulnerable. But like, why would you ever not live that way? Like what a detriment to yourself. And it's so much easier and lighter and freeing and just feels so much better to live that way, right? Oh, good. Oh, my God. I was talking to my best friend yesterday. We were on a walk and she said something like, you know, I've been able to release a lot of my anxiety around people because I just started creating this story that every person's the nicest person ever. Like every person that I meet, I just think in my head, I'm like, wow, they're the nicest person I've ever met even before they say anything or do anything. And then whatever they do doesn't matter because she's already decided this is the nicest person I've ever met. Doesn't like what if they're if they act a certain way towards me, they're probably having a bad day, probably got some shit going on in their life, but they're the nicest person ever. So it doesn't matter. I think going in with like that expectation of like, if you're going to be vulnerable, you can't expect someone to react a certain way to your vulnerability. You just need to choose I go first I'm going to be vulnerable and trust that it's a safe environment and that if they are judging my vulnerability they are indirectly judging themselves and just constantly reminding yourself of that and over time it just eventually it gets easier by doing it right yeah it's just practice right like anything and and also building the self-trust in that to know that like if it doesn't go the way that you have a preference for that you still got you at the end of the day. Like, I still love me no matter what. Like, even if everything out here went away, if I lost my job, if my dog died, if my best friends hated me suddenly, blah, 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 doesn't matter. Like, I'm here, I'm still here, I'm still myself. And I love myself so much, I'm so fucking awesome. So it's like, you know, it's okay. Do you ever get, like, the feeling of, if you think that way, it comes across, as like arrogant instead of confident. I've often been told sometimes by people like, you come across like super happy, super confident, super got your shit together. And I was like, well, I do feel like that right now. And it's only a phase, but I go through ups and downs. Totally. But, you know, does it portray as arrogance or? Uh, so maybe, um, I've like had a lot of people tell me that I trigger them a lot. <laughs> <laughs> which is totally fine by me. Like, great. If I trigger you, awesome. Um, but like, <laughs> you know, I think that it's like, um, I also don't think that I'm better than anyone else. No. Like, like, I think I'm the shit, but I also think that like, you're the shit. I think that like, my dog's the shit. I think everyone that I meet is fucking awesome. And so it's like, it's not a, um, I think the arrogance 
can come in when there's hierarchy created. And the way that I feel is just like, I love myself so much that I love everyone the same way. And so it's not, um, it's not a, like I'm better. It's like, actually we're all fucking magic and I love everyone so much. And like, that's, it's the confidence comes from my own self-trust and security. And if I trigger you because I'm so confident, I want to lift you up into that. I'm not, not going to stop being confident because it triggers you. I'm going to say, hey, this is possible for you too. How can, how can we remove the barriers that you have to feeling this way? I want to see you like this too. You know, there's so much confidence to go around. <laughs> so. I think that's another point that you bring up, which is great, is that there's, it's not a scarce resource. There's a lot of everything to go around. There's a lot of happy. There's a lot of confidence. There's a lot of whatever that emotional feeling is. It's not just because someone has it yes. that it means it's not accessible to you, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, this is kind of relates also to the conversation about abundance too. Like just to touch on that briefly is like a lot of people think that abundance comes from a dollar in your bank account. It's like, okay, if I have this dollar amount, dollar amount I'm abundant. Abundance is the ability to create. If I lost all my money tomorrow and I had no money, I still have all the tools and resources available inside of me and endless amounts of energy to continue to generate more. Like that's actual safety and abundance is knowing that deep inside of you, you have self-efficacy and self-trust and that life is going to have moments where you feel like you have nothing out here and moments where you have everything out here. And that is, again, like if you're looking for something out here to fill that for you, you're never going to find it. You're never going to tap into that level of abundance because like it really is from a source that is infinite. My job. <laughs> My job. <laughs> anyway. When we, when, if we tie back to, to vulnerability, um, for everyone who's listening going like, this sounds great. You guys do a great job of flexing vulnerability because you've been flexing that muscle for a long time. But for anyone who's just curious to get started of like, where do I even start? I have so much fear wrapped around it. I have so much insecurity wrapped around it and judgment. It could be a scary thing. Like starting anything new that you've ever tried, it's always scary because you feel like the new kid in the classroom and you're like, I don't know what to do and I'm not sure how to do it right. And there's a lot of like, what is the right way of doing it? How would you, how would you advise? Um, so it's really in action that it's going to happen. Like you can journal about it all day. You can fucking like, like talk about vulnerability all day and like have all these conversations in your head. But until you get into action, like nothing's going to change. And it's also um, a management of the gradient and speed at which you feel comfortable. So if you are someone who absolutely can't talk to people at all, then the first step is like, okay, say hi to someone on the subway. Say hi to someone in the coffee shop, period. Don't have to have any conversations past that. If you're more advanced than that and you're ready to, you like feel comfortable talking to the people you love, but you have things that you're withholding because you're afraid that they'll be judged. What's a conversation that would make you want to puke and go do that? Like just, just fucking do it. Like that's really the only way that you're going to be able to start building self-trust is if you... Uh, but, you know, do it in a way where you create safety in your body first, right? Like ground yourself, take some deep breaths, let someone know that you're going to share something vulnerable so that they're prepared to receive you in a way that would go better, probably. And then just don't worry about saying it perfect. Just fucking puke it all out 
and say all the things, and then you'll figure it out after that. And it will, it's never, ever, ever as bad as you think it's gonna be. It's never as bad as you think it could be. And correct me if you agree or disagree with me, but I also, when I have to go vomit, like very uncomfortable vulnerability out of my mouth, I always tell myself before going into it, what's the worst thing that's going to happen to you? And I literally will go to the worst case scenario and I'm like, okay, well, the worst of the worst of the worst case scenario is not that bad. So go. Yeah. Well, okay. So like usually with a, with a relationship, worst case scenario, this person never talks to you again. Exactly. Likely you were fine before you ever met this person. If they, if they hated you and never wanted to talk to you again, you would figure it out. Like, think about it also, like if they died tomorrow, would you want to leave things unsaid? If they died tomorrow, would you be okay with only having a relationship that's in a certain box? and you not expressing something that's important to say. And if they died tomorrow and all those things were unsaid, you would figure it out and you'd move on and they would never talk to you again. And so you'd get the same outcome no matter what. So that's just, I love death as a reframe, <laughs> personally. As a reframe all the time. And people think it's like very dark. And I'm like, I think it works really well to reframe with death on so many different topics. Death is this thing that, you know, it's going to happen to everyone. That's like the one certainty of life yeah. is that you're going to die. It's inevitable. It, you are going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. All the people you love are going to die. Your dog's going to die. Your best friend's going to die. All your plants are going to die. It's okay. And if you avoid the knowing that death is coming, what you do is you cut yourself off from the gratitude and appreciation for actual life, and it cuts you off from living life. And I, like, I, I know what it's like to be at a place where death feels like a relief or inevitable. Like I attempted suicide when I was 21. And to have that perspective of like, I was so so close to dying. I was so close to like never existing ever again. And to now be in a place where I'm like, oh my God, all of this is bonus round. Holy fuck. What am I going to do today? What am I going to do with this amazing bonus round that I have now? It's so great. Fuck yeah. And there's so much more appreciation wrapped around it, right? When you think from that point of view of like where you were and then all the bonus days you've just gained in your life from choosing something different, right? Dude, I've got like, at this point, like my birthday's in like, uh, like a less than a month from now. And now I've, I've got like, I've already had like eight years of bonus round. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, thank you. Thank you so much. It's so great. And I think it also like helps people if they think of death, not as like the worst thing that's ever going to happen because it's going to happen to everyone. It also allows them to one not leave things unsaid like you were saying earlier like if someone is going to pass away or someone's never going to speak to you again do you really want to leave off with the words you left off or would you rather people know the full story and how you really feel you know because maybe they will keep talking to you and maybe they're going to appreciate the fact that you said the truth and that you were vulnerable like the other side of the coin is that maybe they're not just going to walk away and say like fuck you i hate you they're going to say like hey hannah like i really appreciate that you actually told me where you're coming from and you know what? I also noticed that anytime I'm vulnerable, people instantly in the room are like, oh, me too. Oh, oh, I also feel that way. Or I've experienced that. And all of a sudden, people are just sharing vulnerability 
And I'm like, oh, it took one person to just say, I am insecure in my body every single fucking hour of the day, or I am insecure about whatever. And then all of a sudden you have everyone going, oh, me too, I feel that way. And you're like, oh, I thought I was the only one. Yes, yes. The truth is sensational. It is like this thing that creates like just access to life. It is this beautiful, clear, vital expression that you just feel like you can feel it in your body. It's sensational because you can sense it and it creates like pukey feelings and it creates sad feelings and it creates joyful feelings. But like no matter what, it's the it's literally the most important thing that you could do with your life is tell the truth about everything. So cool. I think that feels complete for me. <laughs> I was going to ask you if, that, if you felt complete with sharing. Fuck yeah. Um, I have two questions for you. Okay, great. First question. Best advice you've ever been given? Mm. Uh, this totally relates to what we were talking about, but some of the best advice that I've ever been given is from my relationship coach. And she said, say the thing that would risk the relationship. Wow. Always say the thing that would risk the relationship. That hits so hard. Wow. That yep. is great advice. Yep. Say the thing that would risk your entire fucking relationship. Yep. Period. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Needs no elaboration because we just talked about it for this whole time. Yeah, let's end on that. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me again. I really appreciate the conversation we had and your insight. It was mm. awesome. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. I love you. Bye. So the intention behind today's podcast was to talk about vulnerability. And more specifically, to get you to start flexing the awareness around vulnerability within yourself and within the people in your life around you. Where is there perhaps a lack of vulnerability and expression and why? And where is there more ease and a surplus of sharing vulnerability? What is holding you back? How can you perhaps take one step closer to being vulnerable? And most importantly, what does it mean to you and why is it so important guys thank you for dialing in i am super honored that you have joined episode eight vulnerability is terrifying i am wishing you a great rest of the day wherever you are in the world and we will catch you here next week on the real talk podcast with your host coach t ciao for now